Pitch Pod, everybody. We hope you're doing well. I'm your host, Jeff Stebbins, and join with me, as always, is my co-host, the one, the only, Joe Janner. Joe, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, Jeff. Thanks for the introduction. As always, happy to be a part of the Pitch Pod. Looking forward to the conversation this afternoon. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, if you missed it, Joe and I, the last game that we were reviewing, it was uh, a pretty good matchup. Um, I was honestly, I'll, I'll just tell everyone right here and now, I was way off on my prediction. So hopefully when we cover the Champions League, I have the opportunity to make up for it, but I was way off on this one. But the teams that we were looking at, we were looking at Lever, Lever, Liverpool v. Everton, and it was a pretty, pretty good matchup. But it definitely didn't turn out the way that I had predicted. So, uh, Joe, what were your initial thoughts of that match? I think I'd put out there for Liverpool supporters in the sense of saying, welcome back as far as the team's ability to perform at a level. Again, they had fans being at home, but their supporters and fans there live were very much in support of a Liverpool that had a dynamicism about them and a, and a means to go about this performance that lent itself to what we've seen over the years leading up to today. So I think I, I enjoyed the level that they competed. And I think the first goal that they scored, the dynamicism, again, I'll use that word, uh, being able to quickly convert and transition to attack after what could have almost been a chance or was clearly maybe one of the best chances for Everton to score, the header off the post, and then quickly transition to attack 4v2 and be able to get across into Mo Salah to finish, to go up one out. That was that was electric, if you will, as far as performance, as far as the result there. And then to get a second early in the second half to go up 2-0, I don't really think Everton brought much in opposition. And really Liverpool was a, the dominant side, much better performance, and results shows. 2-0 win for them and the three points. Yeah, I think if you're a Liverpool fan, this is a good sign. And, and something to build momentum off of. Um, absolutely. And that first goal, like you said, it, it was impressive. The the quick turnaround, the cross in the box, uh, and somehow it made it across. And um, the guy put it in the back of the net like, like he's supposed to. So, yeah, Liverpool fans, I think, should feel good about it. And as you said, welcome back. But on the flip side of that, looking at Everton – and. I was pretty pretty jazzed up, and I had my hopes up. I'll be honest that Everton could kind of turn the corner here a little bit. Obviously, they have a new manager. The new manager is just coming off of a win. Um, Everton's been struggling. For those that aren't uh, aware, their previous manager was uh, Lampard, and he uh, Lampard, and he was excused. And as of late, uh, their new manager. Uh, Sean, I believe, has had a little bit of success. They won a game. It was a big match that they weren't expected to win. And I was kind of hoping that they could build some momentum off of this one. And I thought that if they had a chance to to beat Liverpool, I thought they honestly did, even though the game was at Liverpool. So uh, so you said welcome back for Liverpool fans and, and for Liverpool as an organization. What do we say to Everton? I say it's still going to be some deep waters to tread in terms of finding identity, in terms of getting the team to perform at a level 
And to get the results, they're sitting there in the relegation zone with 18 points. And I think maybe the question, who's going to start throwing some goals for these guys? I mean, it's going to be very difficult going forward, moving forward without maybe even you could look at the personnel that they have to work with. Someone that you can rely on to score goals. As we've talked about all the time on the pitch pod, this is a game about scoring goals. And if you don't have that, it's going to be a long season. And, and they're, they're, there's a particular danger for them. There's got to be alarm bells. I mean, obviously, the shift in the new management it helped. They had the boost in the last contest to go ahead and win and beat an Arsenal side. But then here they are the next match, underwhelming, not getting the job done and didn't score any goals. And there they are. So I think it's going to take some time. I think they have the personnel. I mean, all that being said, to succeed and find themselves out of the relegation zone over the course, but it's going to be a long haul. I think it's going to take some time without, you know, suggesting what the other teams that are in the same position might be having to do to get themselves out of there. So I, I think we're in for some weeks and some months ahead of us where Everton is going to have to really fight hard to get themselves out of the relegation zone and to stay up this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, they, they have such a great history as a club, as an organization, and I don't want to put all the blame on on management by by any means. It's a team sport. It's a team game. So um, even though they do have a new manager, you're right. It's up to the players to step up as well. It's it's not just going to be one guy in doing revolutionary training sessions. It's it's a squad, and so you make a good point there. Um, hopefully, um, they can turn around for for those Everton supporters and Everton fans out there. But looking ahead, we have a, a real exciting match coming up here pretty soon. We have the top two teams in the league. We have Arsenal v. Man City. This is a game with stars on both sides. Uh, someone that we've referred to a lot, Holland. He got bruised up a little bit on his thigh with a clash with the goalie Martinez in the last match. I expect him to play this match. Joe, what are your initial thoughts going into this? And what do you think about the status of Holland playing in this match? I would say there's more than 50-50 chance of him being out there. I mean, I I know that he wants to be out there. If he's good to go and he's healthy and he feels like he can be a participant in this upcoming match, he's got to be doing everything he can possibly in training to show his manager that he's good to go. Pep's got to be looking at the situation, assessing and saying, if he is, again, healthy and up for the task, this is a player that we want to have start play significant minutes in this match. I anticipate that he will start in the upcoming match against Arsenal. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And, and we talked about this pre-show, even though Holland didn't score a goal, uh, he was making some really good runs. You pointed out to me, he had a, he had an assist that was really good. And um, it was nice to see other people in on the action for a change. Uh, the, even from the PK spot, you had more more as with that um, PK goal, which I, I think it's good to have multiple people that can that can score and that can be threats. So even though Holland is still didn't score, and, and I, as you alluded to earlier pre-show, maybe other teams are kind of figuring out how to play against him, or or kind of some of his tactics to get open, and, and that's kind of causing some difficulty for him. But he's still contributing, and so. Even though I've been really critical of Holland in the past, I, I think you're right. I mean, it, he, it's still important to have him up there in that number nine spot, even if he's not getting as many touches as he'd like or as many goals as he'd like. He's still having an impact and making good runs all game. So I, I think that's big. And that's what I think what you're going to see as well. I, I, 
maybe the opposition have been a little bit more keen to have an understanding of what his makeup is and what he's about. I think I've alluded to this. I've talked about this several times over the course of a season and you have more sample size to look at. Opposition analysis is going to require people looking at seeing what he did or what he hasn't done well and should be able to implement some of that and train to have an idea of when and where he's going to try to make those runs in behind. How is he going to, where's his position going to be to try to pick up the ball if he's going to drop in the midfield or, or what does he do after he has those touches and he's able to go and then make runs off the ball and, and continue to be, as you said, an influence or an impact the rest of the team. Again, Manchester city has the talent to play off of him, to use him as needed and to score goals at will. Yeah. And, and you see it with other sports, right? Um, in American football, in just you name it. When, when we see a star stand out and eventually after that first season or after midway through the season, the other team starts to get their number a little bit. It can kind of contain them a little bit more by, um, like you said, gathering all that data and observations on um, their game. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree 100 percent. Another question I wanted to ask you, Joe, is Pep, Man City, they've been doing some different things as of late. And, um, you know, they're going against the number one team in the league. They're right behind them, number two. What do you think Pep's going to do strategically and formation-wise going into this game against Arsenal, the number one team that, that frankly, Man City needs, right? And, and I say that they, they need it in the sense that if they're going to go for the title this season, they got to win this game. I, I really feel like this is big, not just for the points, but for the momentum going out for the, for the remainder of the season. Absolutely. I think what they'll approach this is, again, will they go in with the idea of a confidence that they are the better side? Will they go in, set themselves up probably more so where they've had success? The 4-3-3, looking to dominate possession, looking to create chances, moving the ball quickly, trying to find means and ways to involve everybody. I think that's one of the aspects of Manchester City. We kind of talked about that. Is How do you evolve everybody in a strong possession-based system where you can create chances and everybody has opportunities to contribute so that the opposition, in this case, Arsenal, really don't know what to expect in terms of who is going to be pushing to create those chances and who can find themselves on the end of the ball to connect and, and score. So I think it's going to be Manchester City even away in this match, looking to have the ball, possess with a purpose, creating chances, and looking to score at will. Yeah, yeah. And I think we both mentioned in the past that if Arsenal does have a weakness, maybe it's that defensive area of the field. And so that could be dangerous with, with a opposition like Man City with so much attacking power. But my question to you here is, we, you know, obviously Man City is super talented. They have guys that can score, like you said, at will. But is their defense, or are they going to be strong enough to keep Arsenal to zero or one so that they can come out of this with a win? Is Man City's defense going to be up to the task this week? You know, what has not been up to the task is, is some limited individual performances making mistakes. I think as a team, if they can – be able to organize themselves without the ball and have a sense of confidence to keep Arsenal from having any success. You'll start to see that build as the match goes on. I think what Manchester City has struggled with most, again, are some individual defensive performances, some, you know, 
taking your foot off the pedal in a sense of not being in control and not having a sense of being really involved in the game. And you see guys fall off and make those mistakes. So I think coming in with a level of focus and clarity of what they want to do, aside from obviously when they have the ball, but what they need to do organizationally when they don't to defend. So I, I see them. Yeah, I can see possibly even just so much keeping Arsenal from scoring. Arsenal hasn't really, in the last few of their matches, been able to have as much attacking prowess as they had early on. So whether it be Manchester City doing what they need to do or Arsenal not, I, I do see potentially being a game where Arsenal doesn't score. Yeah, Arsenal's had some struggles as of late. So if you're going to beat them, if you're going to take them on, I, I feel like now is the time to do that. Um, so, Joe, are you ready for predictions? I think I have mine ready. Yeah, let's let's get into some more specific predictions of how this upcoming match of the week is going to take place. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and go first since me going second last time did not end well for me. So let's let's switch things up a little bit. Okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> I'm going to go, and, and like you said, I do expect Holland to play, and I think Man City is going to look better than they have these past couple matches with mixing things up a little bit. I think they're going to kind of go back to, to what was working. And I think they're perhaps probably getting them all on the same page in training. So I know, I know it's going to be difficult, but I feel like maybe this is when man city starts to show up. And so I'm going to give man city the nod and I'm going to say that they're going to win this game. I'm going to say two, one. I think it's a good prediction, and I'm not going to press you how Arsenal ends up getting their one. Yeah, I think the two goals – I won't. Yeah, so the, the two goals for Manchester City, I think that's reasonable. I mean, Jeff, I, I talked earlier in the week. Why not Holland scoring two in this one? Why not him scoring two? Why not another contributor with a third? Maybe Arsenal gets their one. You know, I'm going to go, though, I think this could be back and forth with all, all things said. You know what I'm going to put out there? Jeff, this is a 3-2 win for Manchester City. Okay, I could definitely see that happening. I could definitely see that. And that would make for one heck of a game. That'd be fun to watch. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press you a little bit here, Joe. You said Holland possibly scored two. So are you predicting Holland scores two? And if so, I know you, you kind of let me slide a little bit. But uh, are one of those going to be a PK or are those going to be two in regular play, you think? That's a great question, considering it looked like maybe Holland was relieved of his duties of taking the PKs from the last contest. But I, I could see if, if he gets in a position where he earns it himself, it's going to be hard to take the ball out of his hand to give him the opportunity to take that one. He's on the spot. He converts. There's his one PK. And then through the run of play, he scores another. So, yeah, I'm going to go on record and say this is a game. Holland, again, he's back. He's going to score two to contribute to, again, another win over Arsenal. Okay, I, I hope your prediction's right because that'd be a lot more fun than than what I have predicted. But either way, <laughs> both of us have Man City winning. Uh, it should be a heck of a game. Hopefully, everyone has a chance to watch it. And Joe and I both plan the Pitch Pod. We plan to bring you plenty of content around the Champions League, which is coming up. We expect some really fun games, some really fun results. So. Please stick with us to the Champions League, and as always, keep pitching out there, everybody. In a game, 
the round ball, round posts, anything can happen.